today on Growth Mindset University. Yes, the market is volatile. Yes, the market is emotional. If you didn't understand that, you need to back up and really evaluate how and why you are investing. You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. Uh, I've not seen it yet. By the way, yeah, I did just hit go live. All right. <laughs> but no, I think I think that I'm going to sit down and watch that. Maybe you don't got time. You really? keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. I mean, <laughs> is it is it not worth my like it like is it is it? I'm sure it's like crazy, but like is it is it? Would it be silly for me to watch? I watched the first episode um, at a request from my wife because like once like five people tell you to watch something, you're like, all right, I'll give it a chance. Um, and it's it, yeah, it's it's wild, man. Yeah, it's I just watched, wild. I watched another wild one on netflix a little bit ago it was like like actually like deeply disturbing so much so that it'll kind of stick with me it was the um uh don't f with cats that one uh you you ever did you hear about that i've seen it i haven't i didn't watch it i saw it scrolling yeah just um it's like i kind of wish i didn't watch it but like i (laughs) but like what's the takeaway was entertaining What's the takeaway? Well, you know, this guy, this guy, um, you know, he would essentially, I mean, I can't even remember, but he was a deep narcissist and, um, and, you know, he wanted to be a famous actor and he just wanted to be famous and like, like many people do. Right. But this was an extreme of wanting an extreme desire for fame. And when he would go to auditions, you know, it just didn't work out for him. He, he, He wouldn't get casted. And now, so he turned to, okay, like, I can't be, like, famous for, like, good things. Uh, I'm going to just cause a, a freaking ruckus. And that's, you know, that's unfortunately why you see a lot of school shootings. It's a very similar sort of thing. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do the most unimaginable stuff ever and, and uh, you know, just kill human beings and ship yeah. their body parts to just just you just lost me just weird weird stuff yeah like uh i don't recommend watch no (laughs) the craziest thing in uh the first episode of the tiger thing is somebody in texas had like 30 tigers and kind of similar mindset would just wanted to cause havoc and was checking out or whatever and released them all into a city and cops came in and had to yeah mow them down had to shoot like 30 some odd tigers and it's like that's freaking awful is that guy but how still, do you have 30 tigers bro yeah like is that guy still alive or no nah. oh he might have he might be in prison i mm. hope i hope he's so. not yeah uh, well anyway we, th- yeah this this guy jed he's here today and right? uh i'm i'm ex- i'm excited because you know i told you what i was just doing i'll, I'll share my screen a little bit here and for people, I was just listening to an old time podcast, mm-hmm. Growth Mindset University, that podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's Jed. People have heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's. I was listening to to us. This was so it came out April 29th, but we recorded 
on April 1st of 2019. I remember because you're like, I just booked for April 1st. Like, I'm not even, I'm not fooling or something like that. And uh, so happy one year anniversary of like, of knowing each other, I guess. (laughs) And then also, check this out. This is what's new new in your world. Yeah, your money vehicle. Mm -hmm. Jed's all about that money. Number yeah. one, I, it's always cool to have that badge, man. The number right? one seller badge. I, yeah, yeah. Very Keep cool. that oh, wow. as I long just... as it, at one point, brother, it was in five categories. I was, yeah. I, I had to take a picture of it. I was sitting in between Susie Orman and Robert Kiyosaki, and I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm only gonna be here for a minute, but while I'm here, it's good company to to yeah. rest between. I just realized too when I was looking at it earlier. By the way, I got the Kindle version. It's only ninety nine cents right now. So yep. let's help. Grab let's it. help Jed sustain his ranking here. I just realized though, thirty nine uh, ratings reviews. So that's pretty cool. It is, man. That's been what's the most encouraging thing is people are already responding uh, and saying. You know, whether they're 37, 27, or 17, they're getting stuff out of the book. They're getting action items. They're getting understandings around different aspects of money. Mm-hmm. And as you know, you you get excited because, okay, cool, bestseller. Like, that's great. But that's not why we do this. I want the feedback that says, no, this was worthwhile. We were talking about, is is these Netflix documentaries or shows worth your time? I want your money vehicle to be worth your time. I, I want it to actually empower you which means it gave you confidence and it, it gave you action to take so I, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see kind of the feedback pour out over the next month or two well in this you know uh, i i view our conversation today jed is just like catching up you know it's gonna be very yeah. informal but like there's two things though that i do want to really touch on i, I do want to talk about money because mm-hmm. the new book and because the current state of the world more right like like that's i don't want to alarm anybody but some yeah. stuff's happening yeah uh and i also want to talk football because all I right like to, i like to geek out so yeah so we're gonna do that but dude so i just saw on twitter like was that someone posted like was that the dip i was supposed to buy friday is it gone now like because now two days in a row like i don't know what i mean i, I think i'm up six percent today uh, like yesterday was kind of the same, maybe yesterday I was up like 10%. Uh, so it seems to me like, I mean, two days in a row, things are like on the rise. Like, what do you see in the going on in the money markets? Like what, how should people be playing this? So what I love is my audiences and what we've talked about, I, I'm looking for younger professionals. I'm looking for people who are beginning their plan and really trying to get a grasp of their, their future. Is Friday an opportunity? Yes. Is today an opportunity? Yes. Will next week be an opportunity? Yes. I think if you could have funds and could get it into the market right now, it is you're you're getting in years in the past. Sure. We just traveled years back in, in time. Past, yeah. American Five Airlines years. sixteen bucks, man. Right? Royal Caribbean forty two dollars, and I bought it at thirty one like uh, like last week, and it was yeah. at. Was that like a hundred dollars recently? This is like years in the past. What I would what I would challenge people to do is: was Friday the dip you missed? Is today the rise? Bigger picture, brother. I I want 
people like you and me to start putting money in and expecting it to work for decades. We have 50, 60 years. So what I'm hoping people do is start to uh, have confidence that our economy in our capitalistic system is not going anywhere. There's really only two ways this thing goes is complete turmoil and destroyed, or we rebound and we grow out of this. And so I think people, so I have a, there's a, not my system, there's a system called dollar cost averaging, where if you see a dip or if you see something happening and you're like, well, I want to get in, but I don't want to just dump everything in. This is an emotional way to limp an inch into the market. And it just says, I have a hundred dollars for the next four weeks, for the next four months, I'm going to put $25 a month systematically as I go forward. So it will give me a chance to continue to get into the market. And yes, if you are a young investor, if you're looking for opportunities, I wouldn't even, you know, I I appreciate the people who are looking for like specific stocks, but at the same time, man, the world index is down. Oh yeah. 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 And so it's like, go grab that and believe that's going to coast up for the next 30 to 40 years. And do you prefer, because I prefer index funds over mutual Mm -hmm. funds just because of the fee structure. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So you're on the same page. I think a couple of things to highlight here, like you can't time the market. Never. No. If you you could. There there, there are times when you can like, like really just, you you get a lucky guess and and you just played it perfectly, but you can't. Like you just can't do that every time. I think you're gonna get hurt in the long like run. Like that, that that person, that guy or girl who in January was like, you know, I had a funny feeling, so I I pulled my money out of the market. It's like, okay, you have been doing that for the last ten years, expecting the market to drop. Right. So you you can't. Everybody in hindsight is a genius. Like it, if yeah, it's really like sexy to think about though. Like oh my gosh, if I would have just pulled out all my money on like February yeah. 20th, like, oh man. But that's, <laughs> so that's the point is if you would have timed it perfectly, yes. And right now, if you're like, ooh, like, do I get in now or do I wait for another dip? And the reality is that day the market is going to do that and bump back up. We don't know when that is. Yes, $2 trillion is about to be the package. And yes, the market is going to react to that. But if you miss that one day, your percentage returns will be significantly down. So now is the best time to get in, truly. And and if you want to emotionally drip in, that's dollar cost averaging. But if you're looking at it from a long-term perspective, which is one of my challenges and one of the parts of your money vehicle that we try to get into that, I'm putting my money in at 20. I think when I, in 30, 40 years, that sucker is going to be 40, 50, 60, regardless. So that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. The other thing that you mentioned that I also wanted to underscore was that uh, you can't, um, like, you're either betting on, if you're pulling out right now, you're losing. Like, you're, number one, you're losing. Number two, you're, I mean, you're locking in losses. That's just what you're doing. And number two, you're essentially betting on the world like ending. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, you don't think, cause it, it historically, you look at the chart, I'll put it up right now. It always goes up. Can there, you see my screen? There. Yes, I can. So let's see. What's, oh, what's this? All like? of them. Oh, that's only 1972. I want to see like, since 2000 to now so that's what i was looking at the other day yeah. okay this is what i was looking at the other day i think all the way uh, 
bottom line. Oh, wait. Uh, ha, 1900. Yes, this is the one I was looking at. All right. Yeah. Look, it always, I mean, yeah, you, there's, there are the diffs, but like, yes. it always goes up. And unless you think the world's going to end, like, you should still be in the market, in and my the, opinion. The crazy part is, and this is, I I was in wealth management for a, a few years, and I, as a CFP, this is how I see those dips. As a young professional, opportunity, get in, you're buying years in the past and at a discount. What's crazy and people don't understand about these times is because of this dip, wealthy people aren't going to pay taxes for years to come. Right. They do a system called tax loss harvesting where they do sell on the down, transition into something very similar from an allocation perspective. And as it rises, they get to capture the loss over here. And that capture gets to carry forward with them and reduce their capital gains for years. That is like a level three strategy. That's not one I want a lot of people to rush out and try, mm. but that's how I look at this. And I say, yes, the market is volatile. Yes, the market is emotional. If you didn't understand that, you need to back up and really evaluate how and why you were investing. The market, if somebody tells you last year you were up 30%, this is proof in the bank. It can go down 30% just as easily. So yeah. people need to understand that relationship. As we saw, you know, I mean, as we saw. My, my, my gains over the past three and a half years. I mean, now with the last two days, uh, you know, it's really helping me and I'm kind of like mm -hmm. back in a better place, but like, Stop I, looking. <laughs> it wiped, oh, right. I know. I know. I know. I, I went I went so long without looking, but now lately yeah. I've been looking, which is, yeah. I used to have a problem years ago where I would look every single day, but, uh, and, and it was just like so toxic. It was like cocaine. It's brother. I got, I got rid of the addiction though. You, you, you taught me this about social media. Mm. Don't look every day. Don't look. Mm. If you're looking at how many followers mm. you got from today to yesterday to tomorrow, if you're looking at the comments, if you're looking... No, just trust what you're doing is right. Trust in the system. Trust that your goals are correct. And as long as your goals don't change, don't change the plan. So, Jed, here, here's my concern. You Do you see my mouse? Yeah. Okay, so do you see, like, you see 1930. Obviously, yep. that's, you know, the Great Depression, the most mm -hmm. drastic dip here by far. What do you, what do you think the chances are? And, and it took, see here at 1930. The top here. It took what? Let's see. Almost. Tw 30, it took 25. Oops. 30 it years. It took 25, 30 years until it got back to the point where it was at 1930. What are the chances that it turns into that type of thing? Because <laughs> that's my uh, concern here. Yeah. The, the ripple effect of this will be very similar to the depression less similar to the great recession of 2008 2009 because is that it, was it, were, were you in were you in the NFL in 2008 yeah. you yeah. were is this worse than oh wait this is better because it's not a system issue this is not people that were doing something shady or a product or bad that way this is has nothing to do with what the economy was doing the economy was fine this is worse because it's obviously global and it is impacting people's income, not only today, but in the next year. I look at myself as a speaker. I'm not going to be hired in the next three months for sure. But let's say six months out when we do go back to work, 
Nobody has extra income in that time mm-hmm. to to bring in speakers or coaches or extra things. And so that trickle-down effect is really going to be interesting to see and why the $2 trillion is going to help. Uh, this is going to be felt for longer. Now, in that, my, my hope, and a little self-serving here, is that we take this moment in time and realize how many, how few people were eventually prepared for this kind of event. And there are a lot that were. There are a lot of people who did not plan this, did not predict this, but were prepared for it because they understood how to use money. And that's that's where I think the, the biggest change in all of this is, is financial education ha- is necessary now. And we saw that based on how many people after a week are in financial ruins. I mean, after yeah. a week, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's awful. But at the same time, it's like, hey, we all need to bond together. This is going to be a long runway to climb back to where we were. I'm, but just, we're gonna I'm, get- I'm just not trying to be down for 25 years. Like, I'm not trying to make up my, like, get back to where I was. <laughs> like, and it won't. Was, uh, you know why it won't? Because, the again, the Great Depression happened from systemic issues within the economy. Mm, this is a exception. This is not the rule. This mm, is the outlier. So when why I'm saying get in the market is I don't know when the day is. I don't know what the event is. But when the market responds and everybody who just ran out of fear looks at it and says, hey, we're back. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Nothing was wrong. We were just all sick for a moment. When we all get back, it's going to shoot back up even faster. I I don't I'm not guaranteeing that. But if I were somebody looking at this situation and said, we are a professional athlete who is at the top of their game. We got an injury. We dropped. We had to sit out for a few. But we came back. We're. Nothing changed about our game. We're still good. So can I tell you, my friend, my friend Steve, I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this. He pulled out, just happened to like go cash last month, I think. You know, I might be a little bit off and I don't know if he pulled out 100%, but he's like, from the set, from the sounds of it in our conversations, like he's doing all right right now. Like it's, he's not yeah. feeling the stress of being down 30%. Did he I'm get like, back in? Damn. I, Did he get back in? I wonder, I wonder Steve. So he hasn't won yet. <laughs> he's sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't win or lose until you play the game. But so it makes me think though, with all this happening, like if, I mean, man, if you have a lot of money saved up, like, Oh yeah. I almost just want to like, not like in times like these, it makes you think, gosh, I wish I just like, like I should just not invest. I would, I have enough money. I can uh, like, I'll just avoid all this headache and stress and turbulence. And uh, you're looking at it all wrong. So people with a financial plan with that said, I still have, I I, have not pulled out any investments, but, but I have that thought. Nobody with a lot of money needs any of the money in the market. Why it did a double dip is the people who were over leveraged and were investing borrowed money, they are forced to sell. That's called a margin call. They are, hey, we dipped. A bank calls you and says, listen, we don't want to lose any more money. Send us the money you'd borrow from us. And so that's why it dipped again. People who have this plan, 
When I was in wealth management, we would protect 10 years of your cash need. That's 10 years without you having to worry about what the market does. So that is the peace of mind. If you have a, what I'm going to call from now on a Corona fund, but an emergency fund, fund, you have six months. You haven't lost anything. People, I have 30 year olds complaining about their 401k. I was like, weird. You were going to retire in five years? No, then you haven't lost anything. So I I appreciate that. And I see and people are already like, well, the market's a scam and this is bull and I don't want to lose anymore. You haven't lost until you sell. And if you've been able to withstand this because you understood the difference between risk tolerance and risk capacity, then you are looking at this from a different lens. And that is the lens we all need to start to better look through. This is, again, this is a game I taught myself because I had no idea about it, but something you and I agree on is now everybody needs to see through this landscape. You need to see that the market has dropped. I, if you, I need cash from the market, I invested incorrectly. That was your fault. And I don't want to point fingers and be negative. I'm sorry. I like this guy. <laughs> I like this guy. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Uh, but that's so that's the reality is what I want to do and what, you know, the your money vehicle or what my mission is, why I left corporate America is because I see this. I see this language and this understanding that so few have. And I think we all I think this event is going to yeah. wake us up to the reality. We all need to understand it better. Wait. So you last time we you left corporate America last time we talked, you were still with what was it? Edward Jones. Bright, Brighton Jones. Ah, Brighton Jones as, as a certified financial planner. Yes. Edward Jones is another financial institution, right? Yes, they are. Okay. Okay. I'm not crazy. And <laughs> so how, like, like what, what is your model now? Are you like an independent certified financial planner? Like you just so, have your own clients? Like, nope. like how does that, I don't know, know how the CFP totally. like works. And so I am still a CFP, which means I have an expertise. I know a little about a lot. Um, but I am not looking for clients. I got out of wealth management. I, I do not want to manage people's money. What I want to do is educate people. So I've partnered with colleges, high schools, companies, and I go in and I facilitated financial workshops. And so I'm not looking for clients. I'm looking for students. Some of those students were 67 year old doctors preparing to walk away, but a lot of them. And where my heart is, is talking to people like you and your audience and saying, hey, we need to understand this game better. I have no longer, I'm not selling anything outside of maybe a dollar book or a $10 paperback. That is my upsell. That's it. The rest of it is I'm on a mission to teach people how to use money because so many of us are going to work for money and not having money work for us. And I want to flip that landscape And this is not rocket science. These are concepts that everybody can understand. We just have never had the class teach us one. And so that's what we're set out to do. So, yeah, I am independent. Uh, My income is gone, (laughs) which is the scariest thing. As you heard my kids earlier, they got to eat. And so that's what I'm out doing. I I see. Well, your your income's gone. How how long ago did you make this switch? January. Oh, oh, wow. I was under the impression that you. You've done it. Uh, I know you. I mean, I know you were talking. About, I was out. About, yeah. I, I think even when we connected last year, I needed like, confidence, man. Like, I needed yeah. to ah! like yeah. uh, that's ugh. so like, is it, do you think it's going to be a lot harder for you to get, you know, 
clients given the market, like just the, the state of the world, or is it going to be easier so, or unchanged? Wealth management is going to become more important now than ever because everybody's waking up to that they need a financial plan. I think my passion has come out at a perfectly horrible time. Hmm. Right now, I ha- I know millions of people are looking at money and saying, all right, what happened? Why didn't I? What? How do we do this? That is the subject and the lessons I want to give. So I look at who is my competitors, the the Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki. They're all 65 and older. I want to be a breath of fresh air. I want to be a younger, newer voice that says, hey, I'm not going to give you a hot tip or stock that's going to make you a millionaire tomorrow. What I'm going to do is teach you about money and teach you how to go to use it and then be able to empower you to make those actions to where one day you'll need an advisor and you'll need a wealth manager because you did things the right way. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Question question here. All right. What's his favorite book about money knowledge besides? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Besides this that one, one here. What so is that it? is that is a great beginner's course in 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 money. I have I obviously rich dad poor dad changed my life. Uh, a simple plan to wealth Same. by J L Collins was excellent. Uh, I've read a few by Susie Orman. I have Dave Ramsey's book right here, um, in my in my office. Uh, so if I was going to tell you, obviously go get your money vehicle. You know, blah blah blah. But if I was going to tell you to go get one book as a very beginner, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you yeah. were looking for a little bit higher level, A Simple Plan to Wealth is excellent. Um, and then I actually loved Remit Sethi's I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I really enjoyed that. That was a great, great read. I, I li- um, I've not read his book, but I like listening to him on podcasts. He is good. He's got a different, diff- different philosophy. Like the, mo- the thing that stands out the most is his like philosophy on r- preferring to rent versus buy. But yeah. I really like uh, Unshakable by Tony Robbins. This is my favorite yes. shelf, and it's towards the end of my favorite shelf there. So that was like that was the book four years ago. I got it right when it came out. Yeah. I was a freshman in college, and it uh, that is what instructed me the, the the most and gave me the confidence to be able to like start putting a little bit of money. In, yep. Into the market, and I, you know, I just went little by little. I actually learned a couple of tough lessons. Yeah, and then I was like, it just got to the point over the years. Where I was like, I, like, I know, I kind of like know what I'm doing, and I know a nice, like, I can, I can put together a nice diversified portfolio, mm-hmm. and and it uh, began of, with of, confidence, brother, yeah. and that is key and massive. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I don't know. I probably have like. I have the uh, index funds like in the like you at like the S and P five hundred or something like that. It's uh, the the symbol is IVV. That's the one I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have like you like the entire an entire world index fund except yep. the US. Yep. And then I have an entire world index fund including, including. the US. So yeah. just like and then I and then some of my favorite companies to invest in are Square, Facebook, Apple. Ones you know. Uh, now, I've I've gone heavy into American Airlines recently. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, I don't know. I probably have like 50 different ones. I don't know if it's too much, but yeah. that's what I got going on. I think I'm pretty so, well diversified. I One, I agree. I'm going to have to run here in a minute, but yeah. 
I love this. Let's do this again. We got time. Yeah, I don't know about you, but yeah, uh, I, I do. So what I would challenge you to do is look at where you're maybe double allocated. So if you have the S&P 500 and you have an all-American uh, fund IVV and then you have a world index, you're in the American market three times. That's not you're you're absolutely right. I love that you're driving down the fees. But what we would do is walk through and start to look at, okay, well, am I in emerging markets? Well, yes, in my world index I am, but how do I tilt a little bit more? You're young, you're aggressive, you have the long-term horizon to be able to achieve that. So I love where your head's at. Um, Thanks, I think, yeah, I think one, Tony Robbins book is phenomenal. Uh, but I appreciate this, man. Let's let's do this. When am I coming I, on your when am I coming on your podcast? You, you, you next gave week. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right. All right. Next yeah. week I'm going on Jed's new podcast. The so. Money Vehicle Podcast. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. Well JP, it, I appreciate you, been, brother. It's been real. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.